Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, everyone. Ann Baldwin here. Just a little explanation before this morning's show. This program was supposed to air last Sunday, which you may recall was Father's Day. And guess what? things happen. So here we are today. And it's okay, because really, every day should be Father's Day, right? I hope you enjoy the program. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of News You Can Use on this beautiful Sunday morning, and it's also Father's Day. Dads do make a difference. That's right. We're in the house today with Lisa and Kenoki and Woo-hoo! myself, Ann Baldwin. Lisa's looking great today in her black leather and her pearl mm-hmm. necklace and her purple lipstick and makeup all done and hair. You're looking hot, but you do know this is radio, right? Yes. But, you know, I wanted to come correct for you today. All right. Purple well, and all. We'll be taking some pictures and we'll get those up, up on social media. But first, oh, yeah. let me introduce um, the guest, which I'm so excited that you contacted this gentleman. He was willing to come into the studio today. So William Bumpus Jr. is with us. And he is the father of three kids, two daughters, one son, and a grandfather. And you may know that um, he recently retired from the Attorney General's office. Um, he was the Assistant Attorney General here in Connecticut for a number of years. Um, and so now he gets to enjoy his his current family and his new little grandson. And that's what we're talking about today with you, William. And thanks for being here. Truly it a pleasure. Is um, just, you know, kind of your story, which is an interesting one. We'll get into some of the details of that and, you know, how you do it and why you believe so much in being a, a wonderful father, despite circumstances that we all face through time. Right. And we get to also correct the fact that online. In Google world, he's known as somebody born in London or somebody across the <laughs> pond. So we get the scoop because we got the real guy here. The we real one. Pictures up of all these different people, none of which are the real William Bumpus Jr. So, yes, we're excited. <laughs> he's here today. <laughs> Truly a pleasure to be here. It is great. So Father's Day, it's here. I mean, what does it mean to you from your perspective? Um, well, I'd like to think that being a father and celebrating fatherhood is much more than one day. And that's how I interact with my kids, and that's how my kids interact with me. And it's just been a pleasure. And I'll talk about my experience as a father and grandfather going backwards, starting with my grandson, Luca. Uh, He was born last year on my birthday. Wow, what a present. And I tell you, you just could not ask for a better mm -hmm. present, birthday present than that. And I was able to fly out to see him uh, shortly after his birth uh, at the age of two months. So I got to hold him. Uh, uh, and But because of COVID and because of uh, the tyranny of geography, I don't get to see him that much. Except Where is he? He is in the uh, L.A. area okay. in California. Okay. Um, but thanks to FaceTime, the mm-hmm. miracle of FaceTime, 
Uh, my daughter has been kind enough to contact me almost every other day and share with me his development, and I get to see him, and I get to talk to him, and I get to tell him the name by which I want him to uh, call me. And, you know, there's been some discussion between Gail and I about how we want it to be referred to, and she wants to be referred to as Gaia, which is Mother Earth. And Gail, and we're speaking of Gail King. Gail yes. King, Who's that's what we didn't read. Well, yes. and we, you know, and that's one thing I and I talked about this, you know, do we introduce you and, um, you know, Gail King's ex-husband, but that's not what we wanted to focus on today. But when you refer to Gail, we will set the record straight. You are also Gail King's ex-husband and the two children and the the parent of the grandchild you're talking yes. about, you had that child with Gail. Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah. Is everybody keeping up, keeping track? Is it? Yes. It's going to get confusing. So okay. that's... <laughs> right. And so she wants to be referred to as Gaia, and I want to be referred to as Daba. And I struggled with what name I wanted my grandson to refer to me as. Grandfather, grandpa just wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. And I was, had some ongoing discussions with my son who spent many years in China, and he's fluent in Mandarin, and he suggested that I go with the term Daba, which in Mandarin means Big Daddy. And uh -oh. the moment he said that to me, I thought... Bill felt Big Daddy oh, yes. over here. That's well, you look well, like that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank he you. does. I'm Gigi, gorgeous grandmother. No, I'm uh, Grammy Ann. Yeah. Grammy so. Ann. So, and it is important, I think. No. And that is just so cool how you came up with that name, and it fits you. I mean, if you, right. and if you folks could see William sitting here today, yes. you know, you are a big, big daddy. I big mean, daddy. You, well, I, thank you. I take <laughs> you seriously. You you have a presence. That's oh. it. I mean, you're not a big daddy, but, but you're a, a big daddy. Big daddy. Yes. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> and, and you know, you're going to be called that for the rest of your life. And I can tell you from experience, because I have a 10-year-old granddaughter and I have another grandson on the way. Um, I also designed what I wanted to be called That's in advance, right. and it works out because right. you know what? If they don't call you that, you don't answer. That's right. <laughs> or, keep, or when I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Or when they're mad, they say things like "Nana" or oh. "Granny" when they know I don't like oh, that name. Oh, there's certain so, ones I don't like either, yeah. but I'm not going to mention them because some people love it. But no, I'm like I do not want to be this. I do not want to be yeah, that. It's and your personality. It is. I think it's your own relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's important. It's it, it's part of your brand. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, but William, you know, one of the things that you've been able to do, and a lot of guys would think, and grandfathers even would think, how do you bond with a kid? What do you do with a newborn or now almost one-year-old? What do you do? Give us some examples of what you would do with Luca on FaceTime. Oh, I, I'm constantly talking to him, uh, reaffirming anything that he does that seems to be positive. Uh, he's now standing. He's crawling. Um, he is also, when he's happy, he gives this smile, which has no awareness of what's going on with his face, but it's a smile that's crunched up and just make, fills your heart with love. Uh, so I just have all sorts of wonderful interactions with him via FaceTime. I'm talking to him, making sure that he hears my name, Daba, Daba loves you. Uh, that was great. Daba can't wait to hold you. Daba can't wait till you get your own cell phone. Uh, <laughs> but why don't, why don't you go out and visit? Uh, because of COVID, uh, okay. that would be very, very difficult. Uh, my daughter has set up a almost like a bubble for him. Uh, so if I were to go, I wouldn't be able to have direct contact with him. So at mm. the, this point in time, I can't go. But, but when he was two months old, uh, she let me come out, hold him, uh, get close to him. And uh, it was just wonderful. You know, and that's one of the challenges, being a long-distance grandparent minor yes. in Texas. But you're so fortunate, Lisa, yes. that yours are here and in your house. And sometimes uh, fortunate, sometimes, 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 sometimes not. Right. Yesterday, I get triple FaceTime calls. See, <laughs> mine call in unison. 
to team up on me. <laughs> Where are you? I have to say, or point it to the ceiling and right. say, not available right, right now. But no, it is, it's wonderful. I mean, I had two grandsons that graduated this week going on to high school. So I think having the range, I have them from one just graduated high school to still toddler age. And I think it is wonderful to have that experience, to have that connection. But I think whether you're long distance or not, the idea is you're as involved as you want to be and mm-hmm. as, as much as your children will let you be. Um, you know, I had another friend who told me recently that she went with her uh, brand new baby, also in California, and she said she couldn't wait for dress up. The parents were going out. She said, thank God, let's have dress up time. And she said <laughs> that she hears the daughter coming back in like, what are you doing with the baby on the table? She's like, I never dropped you. So it's so funny when you have these uh, these kids who think they have to retrain us oh, as parents. Yeah. We like, didn't know anything. We, we didn't know what to do. Right. So that's the funny part. It's yeah. like, oh, wait till they go. Like, yeah. We know what to do with them already. Exactly. So, you know, I think it is fun. But I think also, and and especially as a grandparent who is raising some of my grandkids, talk about the difference between, because we have kids that grew up together that are much older in their 30s. And oh, mine, my oldest son is 40, actually. Um, but talk about the difference between raising kids when we did back in the 80s and now with all the, you know, technology and raising a preteen. What's but we haven't like? even mentioned that yet. Oh, yeah, we haven't. We haven't but. even gotten to that part of the story in that you, William, are also a single father to a 12-year-old. That yes. I am. That I so am. you have really you know, covered the spectrum here. So talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, she's in my care full time, and I tell you, it's a challenge. Uh, there are days when... Uh, when my daughter walks in the door, I don't know if she's going to be my sweet daughter or my moody daughter. Uh, and I have to be prepared for whichever one it is, the one who wants attention, who doesn't want attention. Uh, but it is wonderful. Uh, she's a beautiful, intelligent young woman. Um, she likes to show me um, how her vision of the world and how she sees it. And it's just, it's just wonderful to experience the world through her eyes. And I love every second with her. She's a rock star. She's going to be rocking the mic. She already said she wants to yeah, be doing we this podcast. She's a little mad she's not here today with us. So yeah. you know, we got to shout her out a little bit we, here. Paula. We got to get her in here. <laughs> Again, if you're just tuning in on this Father's Day, and we hope that you're having a great one. But it's You know, it's one of those holidays, too. Uh, and I think you said it, William, best a, a while back, is that every day really should be Father's Day. Every day should be Mother's Day. We should appreciate the relationships that we have. But for some people, these days can be designated days, can be difficult. You know, my father passed about two years ago. Sorry. It's a little rough for me. Um, and then there are people that are, you know, distanced from their fathers, from right. their mothers. Um, so it's one of those hallmark holidays sometimes that I like to put in perspective, and I think that's what we're trying to do here today. Yes, but it also is a day for a lot of fathers. I know I just got an award from the Real Dads Network, which I'm very happy. Congratulations. Thank you. I've been a big... A supporter and very passionate about fatherhood. As you said, my father, my biological father abandoned me when I was very young. Um, but I think one of the things is that Father's Day also gets swished in between graduation, getting out of school, summer vacation. So sometimes our focus is not necessarily on um, what's going on with fathers. And one of the things I talked about was that, you know, we can also use it as a time to heal ourselves for mm-hmm. a lot of our own father issues, mm-hmm. girls and boys, even if we're adults, we can use it as a time to reflect on maybe what was the life lesson that we can get from our fathers or we should learn from our fathers. I know it took me a long time to really kind of uh, collect the idea that I'm very proud of the, my birth name and Kenoki last name. It's very unique, very different, but I had to really seek very out hard things. To spell. Very hard to spell. But <laughs> I had to seek out things that were positive about my father to feel also positive about myself. So That's I think right. there's other things that we can do 
uh, whether our fathers are current in our life or not in our life, I think we have to kind of heal our hearts. And the other thing is expectations. Yes. Uh, I've always said, and I learned this in, in the program, is that high expectations sometimes lead to resentments. So I'm interested to hear from you too, William. Um, what are your expectations for Father's Day? Do you have any? Do you think that most fathers do? My, I don't really think I have any high expectations on uh, Father's Day. As I indicated to you, I have an ongoing relationship with my kids, and I think they honor and recognize uh, me being their father by having close contact. Um, as I indicated, my daughter, uh, my grandson, has been very gracious in terms of calling me uh, literally every other day on FaceTime yeah. and sharing that with me, what the latest uh, development, the latest food he's eating. I even get to hear and see him poop. Um, <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, uh -oh. I'm telling you, it's it's just it's uh -oh. magical to watch his face, you yeah. know, and know what he's okay. doing. If you guys could see this guy in here, so excited <laughs> talking about <laughs> his grandson. It is, yeah. it is, it, but it's it's just truly amazing. So, uh, I, uh, I, I, it pretty much Father's Day is the same day as any other. My my kids, they will call me, uh, but I have ongoing contact with them on a regular basis. I'm expecting my weekly phone call with my son uh, shortly after this uh, broadcast. So. It's. I, I have low expectations yeah. on Father's Day because Father's Day is recognized year-round. Good. But one of the other things we should talk about, and you're talking about your weekly phone call with your son, I think sometimes fathers do think once kids are 18, they don't necessarily need you. Can you talk about, you know, your kids are in their 30s and you still talk to them. Talk about the importance of, you know, just because they're adults don't mean that they don't need an active father in their life. Can and and I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, and I think that fathers need to reach out to their kids and make sure that the children feel that they're available. And one of the reasons that I started the uh, weekly phone call with my son some time ago was at the suggestion of uh, Lisa uh, that uh, I make a point, have a day in the week in which he and I are going to talk. And, and we talk more often than that, but Thursday is our day. And we talk, and he tells about the latest TV shows, tell me about what he's doing in his career. It's a very important that we keep in contact with our children, and I think fathers should reach out to their children right. on a regular basis and maintain that contact. And I will share the advice that Lisa shared with me with other fathers. Have a day during the week in which you guys just touch base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's invaluable. Because a lot of people think, well, they're adults, and a lot of fathers I do hear say, well, they, they know where to reach me. They know how to get in contact with me. And I'm like, we're still the parents. Yes. Or we're still the grandparents. Yes. We still need to be the leaders by example. Right. And if we're really creating our own legacy, then we need to be the light and the lead for the legacy. And I think so often uh, fathers also have to tell their own stories. A lot of fathers don't get to tell their stories. Other people tell the stories for them of whatever it was in the relationship or whatever it was in the history. And I think it's good for fathers to feel like they have their own voice and they can their tell own narrative. their yeah. own narrative yep. for their kids. It doesn't have to be contrary to whatever anybody else says. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be that they need to hear from them. They need to write to them. They need to have something that they can share and say, you know, kids are always happy. I always tell people, kids don't talk about, well, I got my last child support check from my mother at 18 or my dad. They talk about, was my dad at my graduation? Uh, did my dad show up? Was he in the picture? Or if he couldn't be there, did he at least acknowledge me? And I mean, I remember when my father passed away, my biological father passed away, I remember, strangely enough, asking, you know, was I listed in the obituary? Did somebody acknowledge that I was his oldest child? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, but those kinds Were of you? things, I don't think I was at the time, but other people knew about it, and I got 
loads of new sisters and brothers. Oh, nice. The See, that's the blessing so, yeah. and the problem, so right? So that's why I think you have to look for the silver lining right. linings. Right, um, We're talking with William Bumpus Jr. And let me ask you this, William, too, because um, because when you and Gail, you know, got divorced, your, your two children that you have together, Gail King, were young. Um, do you think that that had any impact on how you looked at fatherhood because that's tough I can tell you as I got divorced when my kids were in middle school and it really did add a challenge to now how do you figure it out because there's already that conflict that this marriage didn't work and that sense of security in everybody's situation is different so how how have you maintained that relationship from then to now well I want to give Gail a tip of the hat I mean she really walks the walk in terms of the talk of co-parenting she was just a wonderful person to co-parent with and she kept the door open for me to be a truly involved father she did something that I have heard rarely of other people doing and that is on my weekends and my time with the kids she would take off and I would get to spend my weekend with the children's home and their nesting. Oh, wow. I had my own yes. room there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that was just made it ideal, but it is in their best interest when you can for them to have their stable place and then the parents come in and out. But but I acknowledge that that's difficult and in many cases a pipe dream, but Gail really walked the walk. Um, well, and she didn't it, have to. But so keeping the focus on the kids, I think, right. was yeah. what yeah. you know yeah. I saw yeah. firsthand. They right. both kept the focus mm-hmm. on the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think if you truly, people always say, oh, we want to keep the focus on the kids. No, if you keep the focus on the kids, there is no controversy. Because the kids are at the center, and the kids are listening, and they feel that there is some continuity. Right. And that's the leadership right. that you really have to give your kids. Right. Whether there's conflict or not, they don't need no. to be involved in it. That's and right. sometimes it's hard because different situations, di- different circumstances. I know I was very angry in my divorce but you know what I put that aside because you got to do what's good for the kid now was I as good as Gail saying here I'm going to give you a room at my house and I'll take off on the weekends you have the kids absolutely not but we figured it out we worked a way around it so so that's great that that and I think that really makes a big difference in the development of that individual of those individuals it does well so often I think again by societal standards we have this ideal of what it's like when you're divorced or when you're co-parenting and usually it's at odds and I always remind people as a family advocate and life coach that you know you're gonna still have to go to weddings together and to birthdays together and to graduations together so you might as well get into the routine it's just a different configuration Mm -hmm. of a family and now as grandparents we all love our grandkids who wants to be left out of any event that your grandkids are doing simply because you can't just suck it up and, and get along get along get along for a day right <laughs> that's it right? i'll share with you an okay. interesting story that my okay. son told me uh and this happened when he was about 14 years old and he, one of his friends was parents were going through a divorce and william in an effort to console him said you know look it'll be okay you know my parents are divorced and the kid asked him says your parents are divorced and William goes, yeah. He goes, but your dad's over here all the time. And my, my, so my son's point is that uh, it, to the outsiders, because I was there so much, over in the house so much, it did not look like we were, uh, his parents were divorced. So, That's I'm interesting. Very, very yeah. proud of that. That is a great story. And I have an interesting story you just reminded me of was one year when the kids were still living at home and it was Thanksgiving. And I invited my ex-husband over for Thanksgiving and, um, and my boyfriend lived with me at the time. So we're all together for Thanksgiving the boyfriend has to go to work, and the ex-husband stays and helps me do dishes. That's it. That's wow. interesting. Love it. That's <laughs> the way to have you know, it. Of course, I got to ask you. Sure, that's all you did was dishes, but yes, I can guarantee that's all we that's did. That's okay. Was but again, it's about your own self-respect. <laughs> exactly. It's about how you carry yourself, yes. and that's it. So. Yes. Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest challenges for me around Father's Day was always finding a card 
You know, my father did expect a card every year, but I I just couldn't find one. Thank you for your support all these years. And I wouldn't be what I am without you and blah, 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 blah. It's so hard sometimes, you know, to find the words that are already pre-written that apply to your situation. And that, too, is why I now have kind of shifted to conversations. I don't want a card for Mother's Day to tell me how great I've been because I probably haven't been that great all the time. I want a conversation. I don't want a text message. I want to talk to you when that's you're. Right. I want your undivided attention, and I'll give you mine. Whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, that's all I want for I like Mother's that. Day and Father's Day. That's yeah. it. Well, I do know. Speaking on other fathers, I listen to Al Roker a lot, and he'll say, "Hey, can we put some thought into that Father's Day gift if you are going to get one?" Because I think again, sometimes the variety or what you want to say doesn't always match what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But you can put thought and creativity into doing things special for people, not just on Father's Day and Mother's Day, as we talked day. about yep. every day, but mm-hmm. in particular, it's always good to acknowledge people so on Father's Day I wouldn't say that we shouldn't get them cards these two over here are on the other side Do you know what a card costs now six ninety five seven we're in the wrong goodness. business kids Truly. that's it I wrong. think we need to create a Father's Day card yeah what is your best advice and, and you probably got some too Lisa because of your experience and your recent award with uh, dads who make a difference what is your best advice for somebody who might be listening to this program William and where it still hasn't connected and is it too late I don't think it's ever too late Uh, I think our kids, no matter how old they get, there's a child inside that wants to be acknowledged and have fun and bond with their father. So uh, my advice would be to reach out to your child, adult child or younger child. Try to find similar interests. It might be biking. It might be the movies. My 12-year-old daughter is Marvel crazy. Is she? Uh, So (laughs) our thing is we go to the movies. We talk about it. She's starting to get into the comic books themselves. Uh, So find some common ground to bond and then listen to them, you know, listen to what they have to say uh, and get to know that child and let them get to know you. And what the beauty of that is, and that's great advice, William, is that then as your children get older, it goes both ways. I confide in my children uh, about things that are going on in life that I didn't when they were younger because it didn't apply, but now it does as adults and it does go both ways. And I look forward to that when I'm older and having the support and the caring children that I have around me and grandchildren too they got to take care of Grammy Ann that's right (laughs) what's your advice for folks Lisa I think you know first I think we have to meet fathers where they're at I think our expectation sometimes as women are very is very colored by either our own experiences with our own fathers and grandfathers and I think we don't sometimes meet fathers where they're at that's very necessary I think we can't put our expectations on what they should be on where they're actually at that's number one number two we also can't put what our biases on and give them to our kids because we do pass it on to our kids mm-hmm. so I think we have to keep an open mind I think also as a woman uh, we can encourage whether it's our husbands our significant others to also not feel like it has to be a divided territory, that if they're gonna be in touch with their kids, that it has to be me or them. It, it, it can't be, their kids are their kids. Mm-hmm. If you can help to round out that legacy, round out that family, you're doing something for, for a kid, for yourself. I mean, I just can't understand sometimes when people are so selfish and they have an issue with the mother of the other child, but they can't just make it about the kid again, even if you're a step parent, a bonus parent, as I like to say. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to keep an open mind. And is, are we leading by example? Is that what we it's want somebody about to you. do? It's not, it's not about, about you. you. I just went to my my significant other's grandson's graduation and his ex was there. And you know what? I don't feel uncomfortable. No. I didn't make Good it. Uncom- it's Good not you. about me. That's right. It really isn't about me. That's and right. I'm not going to get into all that. And people just get in too much to the, to the weeds and the emotions. That's and right. for what? You know, nobody cares. And look at the time that usually has passed. If you're going to still worry about that and thrive and talk about what happened back then, 
then that's your problem. That's right. Truly. That's the way I look It'll at it. It'll eat you alive if you it. It really, really will. So um, let's kind of leave this conversation, I think, on an upbeat. That's right. Um, what are your plans, William, for Father's Day? Well, my daughter is in Atlanta, uh, so I'm going to go for a long bike ride. And to Atlanta? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I was. But I'm going to go for a long bike ride, and when she comes back, uh, after being uh, in Atlanta for a week with my uh, sister and nieces, uh, I'll take her out for a long bike ride, too. So I'm going to have just a sort of a solitary Father's Day. Nice. And sometimes those are the best, right? Mm-hmm. Especially as parents, we need those mental health days. I just took one earlier this week. I said, I'm calling out of work. I asked my boss if I could have the day off. Get it? Yeah. I'm the boss. You're the boss. You are the <laughs> boss. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just went out and canoed on the Deerfield River f- the entire day, caught some fish, and had a wonderful time. Self-care oh, wow. is the best. It is the it's best. the best. And don't forget, this year on Father's Day is also Juneteenth. It's the first time it's a national federal holiday here this year. So Okay, so Juneteenth. explain to me, and pardon my ignorance, Juneteenth. what should we be doing on Juneteenth? Well, basically just celebrate the fact that uh, it's really about uplifting the fact and acknowledging the fact that uh, slaves were only noticed that they were free two years after the Emancipation Proclamation signed by Lincoln. So it's really a day of rejoicing and again talking about uh, bringing people together and not dividing, trying to figure out common what we have in common more than what we have apart and in particular acknowledging what the black race has done positively to help in our country instead of people looking at it as something is more divisive i think we need to look at it what have we really added and contributed to this country and uh just happy juneteenth just celebrate happy juneteenth, eat. Okay. Happy juneteenth and yes. happy father's day happy father's day and to all the fathers out there thank you for what you do and you continue to do because you really are one of the many pillars of support you know for children for adults for everybody and it's an important role and you know, some of you might not have a father. Maybe you, your mother raised you. Right. I know a lot of those situations. And so whatever your situation is, just thank whoever made you what well, you are today. Right? It, needs, it needs two DNA. So one way or another, there was a father somewhere, somewhere in that picture. That's a so whole other conversation. I know. That's right. <laughs> well, William Bumpus Jr., thank you for being here. Truly a pleasure. Happy thank Father's you Day me. to you. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day, and dads do make a difference. Go dads. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed this program as much as we did. On behalf of myself, Ann Baldwin, and Lisa Enkinoki, thank you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.